Welcome to the Emily Otto Show, business coaching for rebel healers, priestesses, and other witchy women. This podcast will give you the tools to help you build and scale your online healing business so you can help more people and make more money. My goal is for you to enjoy your life and business with plenty of time for pleasure and play. I am over the moon delighted you're here. Let's start today's episode. Hello. Oh my goodness. I am so excited for this next round of the Rebel Mastermind. We start May 1st. I'm only holding a few spots open. This round of enrollment is going to close by the end of the week, by the end of this week. So if you want to join me for May 1st, now is the time. It's going to be six months of intimate attention on divine sacred sisterhood, sales, intimacy, structure, mindset, strategy, action. So you can have everything you want. You can get all of your desires, the rich, witch life, the unlimited abundance, the love, the passion, the juice, the spark. You get to have it all. And I'm going to help you land it in the next six months. It is four video coaching calls a month with me, a Facebook group open 24 seven for you to drop your questions, go live, get support with content and copy and sales pages and launch strategies and a vault full of training and guided audio meditations and templates and tools, plus access to my full suite of programs and masterclasses. The investment for this program is 1,111 a month. I did just open an extended payment plan option. There's also a pay in full discount and I have one, one VIP spot left. So send me a message if you'd like that, or go right out to the website in the show notes and register yourself. Come on in. Let's play. Yay. Hi. Hello. And welcome to another episode of the Emily Auto Show. I am here with the amazing Valerie. And I'm so excited for this episode because we are talking with one of my rock star clients and longest clients. And she also happens to be incredible when it comes to wild and magic and ceremonial and intuitive things. And I'm going to let her introduce herself and how you can connect with her. And all of that will be in the show notes. Links are in the show notes, whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening on Spotify or Apple. Um, Also, go do that. Leave us a review. And yeah, everything is also on video on YouTube. You can subscribe to the channel. Everything is the Emily Auto Show or Emily Auto Rebel on any social channel. But Valerie, would you do me the honor of introducing yourself? Yes, I will. I'm Valerie and I'm a Reiki master and an intuitive guide and a gentle yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I help. I'm also as an intuitive guide. I also um, help uh, sensitive and empathic people to step into leadership of their lives and to claim the thriving relationships and connections that they desire. Mm. <sighs> yeah. So you can find me. I am pretty much Valerie. E Stanton on every on everything I can think of Facebook Instagram and TikTok and search for me on YouTube I think under that name as well um and you can go through the archives there and otherwise you can also join my Facebook group Sacred Wild Leadership 
Awesome, man. So I really want to talk about sacred wild leadership and mm-hmm. how you, how and when did you start your Facebook group originally throwing curveballs here? Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, I think in 2020, I started one called sacred wild co-creation <laughs> and then it went through this metamorphosis. So I've had a couple of different names. Um, and I think two years ago was this, was this Facebook group and it probably the name shifted again. Um, I think it was Tender Wild Hearts Collective, actually. Two I remember ago. that. Do you and, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. And you've seen yeah. it. mine has gone through so many iterations. It was yeah. like corporate rebels. And then I realized uh, that it's terrible for SEO. No one's searching for that. No one is searching for that. Um, and I love, so how long have we been working together? A year and a half? Mm, not quite. I think we started, okay. uh, no. November. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Last year, but the year before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh my gosh. And what I love about that is getting to know you and your business long-term and seeing the changes and iterations. And I think that's so important for healers and also for sensitive empaths, right? Like the being able to trust somebody and talk and share, how does that show up in your work? And how did you choose or decide like, oh, I'm going to work with sensitive and empathic people? Mm, yeah, I was really, it was when I was doing my initial homework for like one of the first programs, business programs that I ever did, where they were, you know, asking you to hone in on your audience and who you wanted to work with. Like, who are the people you really want to connect with and support? And as I was thinking about it, um, and really thinking about some of the things that define me and the way that I learn, the way that I relate to other people, the way that I show up in the world, um, and why I have made the decisions that I've made in my life. I mean, they really came back to being that I am a really sensitive person and that I'm reclaiming that as being such a beautiful thing to own in making connections with other human beings and honestly anything the earth i mean this is like a very needed ingredient at this time i believe on our planet so owning what a beautiful thing that is and wanting to invite those people more into my life somewhat selfishly because i love surrounding myself with other <laughs> sensitive and empathic humans and also knowing that I have some special sauce to offer them specifically because I've been living that experience my whole life. And it's definitely, um, I mean, it's, it's affected everything in my entire life. I would say, tell me more, how is the world different for like sensitive and empathic people? Like what comes up or what do you see happening within your group or within your clients? That's like, yeah, this is different. Yeah. Yeah. So the interesting thing about the clients I've worked with is that some of them are already, I would say like in their own right, they're already healers or they're in like holistic, um, modalities already. And okay, let's see, we're going to go. Okay. We're going to kind of dive in here. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, okay. Let me try it differently. So like, yeah. how is the world? Because I agree it's the same with healers, right? Yeah. Like as a healer in business, my folks, you included and other clients, like they're worried about 
does this, is this in integrity? Yeah. Is it a fair price? Am I, you know, how do I serve my clients deeper and make it affordable and accessible? Like general business people are not thinking those thoughts. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 What's kind of the flavor that shows up in the world for folks who are like extra sensitive or empathic, like what comes up that stops them from stepping into their leadership with either in their life or in business? Like what's going on with them that makes yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think part of this is not necessarily across the board, but with most of the people I've worked with, what we're kind of diving into is, you know, as we're reclaiming these titles as being really positive things, these have often been things that they have been um, chastised for being, you mm-hmm. right, we've being too sensitive, right? This being is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And um, that a lot of the patterning and the way that sensitive people relate to the world is, is connecting right to other people, but often doing it in a way um, that is, how would I put this kind of, um, hmm. well, one pattern that I've really noticed is that a lot of times we're trying to kind of orient ourselves into a space by first feeling out the environment, which is based off of the other people who are in that environment. So it's sort of like Mm. taking the temperature of the environment and then adjusting ourselves to try to feel safe within the environment. So that's where like things like people pleasing and fawning and automatically or masking, if we want to use like neurodivergent term, where folks start to just sort of adjust and chameleon themselves to fit into a space to create a higher level of safety. Right. But then, (laughs) okay. Yeah. When you're bringing this into business and when you're bringing this into areas that are asking you to like radiate your light, right. And to invite people into your space. And like, you're saying, Oh, I have something valuable to share with you. It doesn't, that doesn't work. And it doesn't actually serve anybody to do that. Mm. But it's a deep repatterning <laughs> and it feels safe to repattern it right or even to know that it's a thing that you want to repattern yeah right yeah. to even yeah to even know and it goes so far back into you know childhood stuff um because that's how we learned how to be in relationship with other people and how we create safety and how we attune our nervous systems to another person's And that's why I love one-on-one work so much because I'm like, I'm not only giving people information on how to like improve their relationship and be a leader and right. It's like a very, um, it's a really intimate experience to be in a one-on-one container, um, with me because I'm actually helping you when you're in a relationship with somebody you trust to repattern some of those super deep relational wounds that came from an early age. So mm. it's not something that I take lightly. And I know other healers don't because I do think that they're t- we tend to be more intimacy focused. So mm-hmm. it's not just like checking things off of a list as much. It's right. There's a lot of depth there. <laughs> yeah. You can get lost in the depth, I think. Totally. And there's this need to like help people unravel and feel safe reweaving. Yes, yes, yes. To both de I always say it's deconstructing while you're constructing at the same time. Like it's happening yeah. simultaneously. Hmm. So, you know, we don't just like 
totally strip everything bare. Right. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's a really it's a process. It's happening simultaneously. So it's um, but but to have an intimately held container while you're sort of in a chrysalis, you know, phase, but you are really building, um, you're building these new patterns of who you are and you're taking them for a test drive in a, in your life to have a safe landing pad to come back to, to decompress and to sort of run through it and then, you know, help you to integrate it. It's a, it's, it's a big deal. Pretty big. <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. It's yeah. kind of a big deal. And it makes total sense you know, building that trust and like having your suite. I am, I imagine these like really sensitive, but empowered like humans coming to you for this work of, um, wanting to do their thing in the world, but also not wanting to rock the boat. Like, does that come up a lot? Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That's one of the main things. I mean, yeah, because people have gotten often, even in their like intimate relationships, folks have gotten really used to the roles that they're playing. And so have their kids, so have their partners, so have their clients, so have their bosses, whoever it may be. Um, And a lot of the time when you're willing to sort of adjust yourself, right, to the environment you're in, you're often taking in a lot of energy that really isn't your own. And it can turn into martyrdom energy really quickly. And it can sort of be... um, like you can let yourself be a, a dumping ground, you know, for other people's energy and it's completely unsustainable. Um, so it takes a lot. It, it definitely takes a lot in order to, to switch that, but it's really fun how with support it can turn into being empowering and celebratory instead of just being like, ah, everything is different and it's horrible. I'm going to shut it down now. Totally. That makes a lot of sense of, so I, I come at my work from like the healer perspective, but Mm -hmm. I don't come at it the way you do from like the sensitive empathic perspective. And I can even see in my own life where I modulate my boundaries and have Mm -hmm. since childhood of like, well, here's my boundary, unless you don't like it, (laughs) I'll change it so that you feel better. Yeah. What, how, how do you, I know the ways that I've taught myself and then invested in coaching and support Mm. to figure out like, okay, how do I let somebody be disappointed and get Mm. okay with that? How do you teach your clients to do that? Or what do you, what do you do with like boundaries and guiding and like, how do it just, it seems it's so much that you're offering and teaching people like, where do you even start? Well, Emily, good thing you asked. I just happened to have a handy dandy guidebook that I created. It's <laughs> almost about... like you know how to help people or something. <laughs> you have a deep expertise in something amazing. Oh, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Yes. Yeah. Reach out to me. Find me through any of the mediums and you'll f- be able to find a link um, to the guidebook where I really walk folks through that. And the place that I like to start is um because it's a process of building that and the thing that the most consistent thing that all my clients really walk away with from my container um is everybody talks about having self-trust and confidence in themselves and Mm -hmm. that's because we build it right very intentionally so when it comes to boundaries something that i find is that it's a 
can be really intimidating um, for folks who are sensitive to get into because it has this connotation with keeping people out. And although that can be a part of it at times, I like to start with the energy of nourishment because when you're really sensitive and empathic, there can be a tendency, like I was saying, to drain your own energy, to try to like source other people. So instead we start focusing on what is really like, what is sacred space for you? Like what, how do you create that in micro moments in, you know, ceremony is like a longer form version of this, but to be able to be filled up. And for me, it's a non-dogmatic approach, but to be filled up with source energy, with life force energy, with spirit, with God, with whatever word you like to use. Hmm. But it's like being in this intimate relationship um, with that energy, letting yourself source that from within. Um, and then you get to bring that to every other relationship that you have, because it's like as a healer, right? Part of the intention I bring to any of my containers is that it can be for the highest good, right? It's enough for the highest good of all beings, right? Mm -hmm. And that's part of my intention. <laughs> and that is part of what we're kind of re-solidifying, right? Is that when you're, when you are creating that strong foundation within yourself with source energy, it is it is that's the bottom line it's for the highest good of all beings doesn't mean they have to like it <laughs> right but laying that foundation and then starting to see it um and the effects that it can have on your own life and then being able to connect with other people from that way it i've seen it hold people through that experience of being of letting other people be disappointed in a way that i for me, it's like, again, like I'm a deeply spiritual person. So that's going to be the lens and the, the doorway that I walk through with people the way that I feel um, is most, yeah, most nourishing. So that's where we start. There's a lot of other ways Woo! I can answer, but. That's awesome. <laughs> I think it, uh, yeah, like having people who are healers or people who are sensitives and empaths, like existing in this world at this time is hard. Yeah. Really hard. And the systems we've like that are created in the dominant culture make it harder. Oh yeah. <sighs> oh my gosh. And it's one of the things that really I resonated with about your work so much was like you were really speaking to that. Um because I think that that's incredibly incredibly important. Mm. I think that for me, like this is where we can start to move away from. It's almost like <laughs> I sort of feel like people who are sensitive and empathic, like for, for their formative years, often internalized um, kind of the symptoms of like our culture being sick as something being wrong with them. So like really to, and I can't remember the exact quote, but it's like this brilliant quote about how like, you know, oh, I can't remember it. But anyway, it's basically like our society and our culture is, it's a, it's a really challenged place right now. We could call it sick yeah. or late stage <laughs> capitalism uh -huh, is a phrase I really uh -huh. like. Like, look, yeah. it's dying. Um, I, I don't listen to the news. I don't yeah. as yeah. like, yeah, right. As a sensitive or an empath or a healer, like unless it's local and I can do something about it, 
I just, I can't, I don't have the energy, but I was in my car and pulling in the garage the other day from coming from yoga. And this news announcer is going into detail about some details of a murder. Mm -hmm. And then in the same breath, talking about the weather. And I'm like, like, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing right now. What? Yeah. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. And it does, no, it doesn't. It is especially like when you, when you are coming at things from a more intimacy based perspective, it means like slowing down. It means being with things. It means listening, listening and taking time to be with your feelings. I mean, that is a one I keep learning. Uh, yeah, same. I have an intimacy coach for a reason, right? It's like, oh, I don't have to do anything about it. I don't have to fix it. I don't have to have the solution. Are you sure? Right. I yeah. just feel them. Right. Those inconvenient <laughs> things that are getting in the way of me, you know, Making action my getting yeah. results. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I so. find that that's, that is a piece that, um, that a lot of folks really do need to be held in is oh yeah. you know yeah being seen in that like I think it repatterns a sense of safety right when you're when you internalize that you're too sensitive um that your reaction like you're saying right like that we should just be able to watch the news and not feel profoundly affected by hearing about somebody's murder and we should just be able to move on to the weather I mean, that is so wild to me, but that that's normalized. It's horrible. And it's okay to be horrified by it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Want something different and better. I think it's a good thing to stop and pause and say, no, that's not okay. And I'm not going to pretend that it's okay. Like we're not doing yes. this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's a big, it's a big, you know, switch I mean I I work with people who like also it's been interesting who's who has come to me because some of those folks might have kind of wear that on their sleeve of like yeah I'm really sensitive and then some other folks might be drawn to my work because they're resonating with what I'm saying but you wouldn't just automatically look at them and be like oh yeah like you're really sensitive you know (laughs) But what I've found is that almost all of us being brought up in the culture that we have been brought up in, we all have like an inner child that is really in need of being, of having a very tender, safe space to be held and witnessed in. It's like almost, I mean, anybody could benefit from this kind of work as far as just integrating that safe space for their inner child. Um, cause mm. I worked with folks who were like, that's just, I mean, not that you can't be, you know, badass and be sensitive, but like really like get it done, like boss bitch women, um, who you wouldn't look at and be like, oh, she's really sensitive, but they started feeling this like kind of awakening to their intuition. And they'd be like, well, I keep seeing, you know, or hearing or having something coming to me and it's kind of mm. foreign. And I want to, you know, unravel, like what's like, they're starting that process of like, oh, something is talking to me. Like, and I want to, I want to make space to listen to it more, but I don't really know how to do that. Or I don't really know. It was uncomfortable for them to open up into that space. And I'm so proud of them for, um, for prioritizing that because it, it allows for this, um, 
leadership that is completely unique unique to each person. And so instead of just kind of copying and pasting the models we think we have to use to be successful, it's like, no, that is 1000% customizable. <laughs> it should be custom built from within. And it's such a relief to folks like, oh, as I soften and as I, um, as I connect, you know, more deeply to the people I'm working with or my kids or all of these, you know, all of these different intimate connections that we have, that it just enriches our lives so much. And it, to me, it's such an important piece of, um, of leadership that is like just now starting to be talked about. And it's so exciting to me because I'm like, that's how the systems change. It's through us embodying it. Yeah. Through us learning it, embodying it, feeling safe to do so, having support. Yeah. That's awesome. So tell me how people can work with you. (laughs) Yeah. So currently I have um, my one-on-one Uh, six month or longer containers are open and available. And that's where we dive in um, and do this work on a deep level so that you are being held in this space by me. And you also start to understand what it feels like to hold this space for yourself and for other people as well. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm currently offering. And there's many other, um, many other offerings. You can get inside of my Facebook group, Sacred Wild Leadership, and I go live every week um, on Tuesdays. I do a low-cost new moon ceremony monthly. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to connect. I love it. And what's your website again? Well, the main thing I would direct people to would be my Facebook group. So Sacred Wild Leadership on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. And then what... Do they send you a message or click a link to book a call if they want to work with you one-on-one? Yeah, send me a DM. Um, but otherwise, there are lots of links to book a call with me in that in that as well or on any of my social media platforms. You should be able to look in my bio and find a link to book a awesome. call with me. Yeah. Yay! Thank you so much. Thank you. That's it for today. Share this episode with other rebel healers so they too can make more money and deeply support their people. Join my free Facebook group at Business Coaching for Rebel Healers with Emily Otto and stay tuned for next week's episode. XOXO.